Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to the Sportive episode 250-something or other. Uh, it's I'm more Brandon. than 250. That it we is. know. Yeah, that's it. I'm Brandon, and this is John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. I almost said hi, John, there. That's troublesome. We would have had to start over. It's happy hour. We're recording live from Max Industrial. How are the wings? The wings are... I have probably not been here for three or four years, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they're just as good as I remember. Just as good. They're exactly what I remembered, and I regret nothing. And that's an organic compliment, not a sponsored compliment. So <laughs> that's right. So we have know. nothing. They, they've given us nothing and will give us nothing, no. and that's fine. Well, they've given us things, but they have also asked that we pay them. For yeah, them. we're going to have to pay yeah, them for... Yeah. What we've, what they've given us, right? Exactly. So it's just a two-man show tonight. Um, okay. So I wanted to start out with the most important thing, and we made a mistake last time we recorded. Uh, we wanted to talk about the Vikings preseason game, um, and then we realized after bringing it up that none of us had actually watched the game, which was embarrassing and shameful. I mean, we're uh, we are um, professional podcasters. Yeah, that's right. We get. Just in the same way that Max Industrial has given us stuff, yes, we get paid a lot for this show. Well, in the sense that nobody pays us anything for this show, and we have to. Uh, well, here's the thing: do um, our own thing. There's certainly been times when we have podcasted when there have been ads in the show, right? So we we have that part figured out. Here's the <laughs> here's the problem: we have forgotten to get paid from all those ads <laughs> the entire time, and it actually may be a pretty brilliant marketing maneuver from anybody who sponsors our shows. I think they're just getting free. I mean, it's, again, there's like 17 listeners, so it's yeah. probably not much to move the needle business-wise. But but I, I would say we're professional because those ads are here. Right. We should probably track down And you would think that at the very least, 23andMe or Stamps.com, like, they would send us a free postal scale. Something. We can weigh our mail and save some money on postage because we can pay... For postage by the ounce. Is that how stamps.com works? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works? I don't there know. There you go. I think so. I um, remember Cliff Ratzenberger, John Ratzenberger, Cliff from Cheers. Cliff Ratzenberger. Cliff Ratzenberger. Yeah. Yep. John Ratzenberger. John Clavin. John Clavin. <laughs> I remember him doing ads that may or may not have been for stamps.com now that I'm thinking about it. But he was advertising postal scales. No, this was on television. Mm, mm-hmm. So the fact that they were on television is now making me think that I was wrong. And also, nobody cares. No. Why am I talking about Cliff Ratzenberger? I'll tell you why. Uh, I was telling a story. Uh, I think we can all agree a delightful story about the mistake we made last time about not watching a preseason game. 
And then I felt bad specifically because we're professionals. Right. We're not amateurs. We're professional podcasters. And I committed to our listeners we would never do this again. That was nice of you. And that was last episode. And now we're back here again. And uh, once again, we're faced with uh, the fact that there has been a Vikings preseason game that happened. And now we need to talk smartly about it because that's what people, you know, the stamps.com money doesn't come from nowhere. So uh, I'm hoping you can just take it from here and talk for the next 30, 45 minutes All right. about that uh, preseason game against the, uh, well, you know, you, you just, take it, just take it from here. What I can give you, and I, I did not watch the game, but I did get a scouting report from my grandparents who watched the game. Okay. My grandpa is 95. My grandma is 91. You're they don't watch, I wouldn't say a lot of football, but they watch this preseason game. And my grandma said the third-string quarterback looks good. And they have a short running back of some description who also looks good. Follow-up for grandma. So don't sleep on the third-string quarterback and the short running back. Hey, you know what? I actually was going to be self-deprecating about my football knowledge, but now that I think about it, I may know the answer to this. Our third-string quarterback, his name's Kyle Sloter. Yes? Is that really true? I think so. All right. Sounds right. Um, is he potentially the guy who hurt himself being a drunk jackass last year? Kicked through a window because he was locked out of his apartment. And no, that was somebody different whose name is escaping me right now. Yeah, it might be it wasn't McLeod Bethel Thompson. No. who? Also, I know it wasn't McLeod Bethel Thompson. This. Did you know that he's white? McLeod Bethel Thompson? Yeah. What I don't. What I don't know for sure is whether there's a hyphen in there somewhere, but is it between Bethel Thompson or McLeod and Bethel? Now, see, this is a thing that's probably not great podcasting because I don't know for sure. Let me let me think through here. McLeod, McLeod Bethel Thompson. Because here's the thing: you would you think, think be the last. You name. would think that Bethel Thompson would be a hyphenated name, but McLeod is also a last name. There are three last names. He sounds and always has sounded like a hyphenated school from Western Minnesota. Yeah, like he's the BDRSH of NFL quarterbacks. Well, that's like in the in a in like a seven man football tournament in state. Or right. a hockey tournament of like it's these three high schools all together. It's McLeod, Bethel, and yeah. Thompson high schools had to combine. Vikings third stringer Walker Hackensack Akeley. Yeah, Staples Motley Johnson. <laughs> oh boy, um, you know I had some topics and we didn't even get started on any of them. Um, okay, so you didn't watch. But you know someone who watched. Is that what we're at the upshot? I know two people who watched, you know, but they're both in their 90s. All right. Well, that's awful. It's it's so embarrassing that we're like this. I didn't watch it for a second. It's no wonder that Stamps.com is getting free advertising. I didn't know what happened. Um, here's what I know, and this is actual news. Oh, we got our first weird stare down from a, from a person here. Um, first of any, um, the Vikings today, the Minnesota Vikings, football team, professional, signed a defensive back who used to be on the Bengals. Now, please don't ask me his name. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson. They've signed McLeod Bethel. No. Uh, his name's George something or other, and he's a safety from the Bengals like three years ago. Does that All right. S- does that sound? That sounds plausible. So he's a Mike Zimmer guy. He's a Mike Zimmer guy. Yep. Trade TM. TM. R. Circle. R with a circle. R with a circle. Yes. Yep. He's that guy, and so I. But I don't think that that means that Andrew Sandejo is dead. I think he's still around. 
My sense is uh, the dude was just sitting at home as a free agent, and Zimmer was like, hey, do we have any money in the, the old piggy bank? And they're like, yeah, a little. And they're like, well, <laughs> And then Spielman hearing, was like, we didn't spend it on the offensive line. <laughs> we've been hearing we should spend it on the offensive line. And then Zimmer's like, no, I got a guy. So he found George uh, something. And my other sense is that uh, Zimmer is potentially rightfully um, scared to death that all of his defensive backs are going to be suspended. Suspended for weeks at end. all times. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Sendejo will be suspended twice this year. That's my early sportive prediction. Good. At least twice during this season, he'll yep. be suspended for some sort of dirty hit. I think he wants to be suspended in a way. He right. He wore that hat that one time. I have no idea what you're talking about. I think he was the guy. Once again, I am so sorry, listeners, that we don't know what we're talking about. But I think he was the guy that was wearing a hat that said, make football violent again. Oh, really? So he likes it. And he wants it. Um, I'll take another one. At, at no leisure. You're, no leisure is what I said. Which means... What does no leisure mean? Immediately. <laughs> Here's the other thing. I was going to say... Are you we're from talking, Russia? We're what happened our, there? No, That's least, not even English. We were talking to our waitress. Um, what I was going to say is, at your leisure. <laughs> and then I was like, that's insane. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. And then I went, no. And I was going to go with no hurry. But once I got to no, she turned around really quickly, and it weirded me out. Right. And I just went, no, leisure. It's nice. So I have, or, I have commanded a beer Right. No leisure. No leisure. No. There's no time. No leisure allowed. This is like Ma'am, me trying to translate no it into leisure. French and trying to speak French. No leisure. Okay, so I think our opinion of uh, sportive consensus is um, that's good that you got that guy because Anderson Sadejo is going to be suspended multiple times. Uh, but, you fucking idiots, you should have gotten offensive linemen. They need so many offensive linemen. Yeah. So many uh, above the level of Willie Beavers kind of offensive linemen. They don't need warm bodies. I the Rick Spielman tradition bodies. is to draft the worst three offensive linemen in the draft in yep. the last three rounds of the draft and say, well, we got these guys. Yeah. And then it's three guys that weren't even expecting to sign as undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. The guys who are like, oh, maybe I get a practice squad, but mostly I'm going to move home and sell shoes uh-huh. because I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Uh-huh. Those kind of guys. Here's the thing. Um, we were complaining about this last year at this time and the year before. And the year before that. Year before that. And Although that gets us back into Matt Khalil territory, so we had good reason back which then. Which is very true. You're right. Um, okay, so here's my question. We bitched about it last year. And the Vikings were amazing last year. Let's admit it. They were very good. And their line fell apart so, at the end of the season. John, that's not the point. They got so much further than almost every other that's team. That's true. So here's the thing. There are three things that could have possibly happened last year with this offensive line. And I want to ask you to break this down uh, odds-wise or whatever you think. One, we were wrong. Okay? Let's just let's just sit with that let's for a just, Yeah, all right. That's fine. One, we were wrong. Two... We just coached him up. Just amazing coaching. Coached him up. Three, smoke and mirrors, unsustainable. Could never happen again. 
Where do you break down the credit for them still being amazing, even though they had this offensive line that we hated between wrong, coaching, smoke and mirrors? Oh, well, obviously I am going to fall in smoke and mirrors, but here's the other thing. Uh-huh. They don't have the same line as they did last year. Okay. Joe Berger finally retired. Oh, man. At the age of we get him on here. 49. Sure. And coaching-wise, I, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm making a joke, but the offensive line coach... Passed away. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to say anything. It's tragic and awful. The truth can be. But also, even if it was coaching, it's different now. Right. Probably worse. Probably worse. I we just love Tony Soprano. I don't, I don't quite see how... I, I couldn't understand last year when they were passable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it a lot depended on a million guys not getting hurt, which they're getting hurt this year. Right. And they were, so they were healthy last year. Guys playing better than we thought they would, and which may be coaching and maybe luck and maybe something else. Mm-hmm. And just a strange, a, a strange setup in which the defense was so good that a lot of failings on offense were masked a little bit. Uh, right, and also I th- I would say career year out of one case Keenum was helpful in that regard as well. I I mean don't don't fact check this Wade, but I felt like every Vikings game last year ended seventeen to seven with the defense scoring one touchdown. Yep. Like the offense would score a touchdown in the first quarter, the defense would score a touchdown in the second quarter, and that was it for the game. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They played 18 games last year, and it was 17 to seven. Well, 17 of them, and then the one they lost 100 to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> which I still I don't even know the math how they got to exactly 100, but it happened. Yeah, I I remember some optimism. I remember being excited, and then a guy showed up in my house and just punched me in the face for three straight hours. You know, it's interesting. That's last my year, memory of that I game. I was so confident that they were going to win against the Eagles. And it still didn't even come in the form of me being a great fan. I was mad about it because it never happened when I cared about football. Right. That was just like, oh, they're going to fucking win. I hate them so much that they did this to me. So then they lost, and I was like, well, that's bad. But, you know, right. not that bad for me personally. Right. Uh, okay. But, hey. The NBA training camp starts, like, next week, doesn't it? Right, it does. I think it does. Let's get back to... Hold on, <laughs> We're going to watch there. all those preseason games for sure. John, I've got a question for you. We, um, just for any listeners who are expecting to have their um, questions answered, uh, most of you will be uh, um, sad, so we're not going to. But we put a call out on Twitter earlier today for some questions, and one Mark Steidler... Steidler? I'm going to go with Steidler. Hi, Mark. Ask the question. When's the last time the Vikings lived up to high expectations before the season? That's never. That's an easy 1969. Never, right? No, no, no. Joe Cap was quarterback. Mean Joe Cap. Love him. Um, but, no, they didn't have any expectations last year. Vegas would have probably put them on, I mean, we could go back and look, but probably nine wins. Right. Eight wins. Thought they were going to be competent. Kind of the same since Zimmer got here, really. Uh, but then they were incredible. So they they completely lived up to low expectations. Right. But there have not been a time that I can remember in the Zimmer era for sure. I don't even remember before then where it was like, these guys should be fucking awesome this year. 
So Favre season two, maybe. But even then, maybe. I, I remember us all being like, when he threw that interception of like, well, that's it. Yep, that was the end it's of this over. run. This was fun, but yeah, it's over now. There's no way year two this works out the same. And maybe I'm not remembering, but I feel pretty confident in that. Yeah, they had to send Steve Hutchinson down to live at his house and convince him to play again. And it was yeah, all it was downhill. Butler for like six months. Yeah, it was all downhill from that moment. Tough on Steve. I feel had to, like he had to iron his Wranglers every morning, <laughs> and, which uh, you would think you wouldn't need to iron blue jeans. Get him a bunch of pain pill prescriptions. No, I think he was off. He was on the wagon by then, which is good. Never mind. I re- I strike that from the record. <laughs> it's a good thing nobody's recording this. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't necessarily think that's true because like 1998, everybody was pretty much ready to run out on the field and play themselves. By the time that season started, because they were so amazing, and then they went fifteen and one. So, so in ninety seven, in the off season before nineteen ninety eight, people were like, "These guys are going to be awesome this year." (laughs) My my only memory of that year, Brad Johnson was the quarterback, and then he got hurt. He was Cunningham came there, like, but I do remember. This is a random memory, but this is what I remember. Sure, after their last friendly of the preseason, Mm -hmm. they had. They beat. I couldn't possibly tell you who they beat or what the score was or anything. Chargers. But I remember seeing a local news report with Randy Shaver standing outside the Metronome, or it may have been an away game or whatever. Uh And I remember Randy Shaver basically being beside himself. He was so excited. (laughs) Like in you, you don't really you you don't necessarily see that from a local sportscaster. Right. That he's just about to jump up and shake the, you know, grab the cameraman by both sides of his face and be like, it's right. happening. It's happening. I'm picturing a lot of That's ecstatic bleeps in the newscast. Right. Holy fucking shit, you guys. We <laughs> fucking got it this year. And I, a random memory from preseason in 1998 is worth nothing because mm. I don't even know if that happened. But I know that people were excited about the Vikings. I know you believe Vikings. it happened. And they definitely... Whatever that excitement level was, whether it was we're definitely going to the playoffs or we might be really good, they definitely lived up to that. Yeah. Because that team was amazing. Yeah. So that's it. So that's 20 years ago now. 20 years. 20-year anniversary of the Vikings living up to their expectations. And there were so many years when them winning more than five games was like, this is not bad. Like Mm -hmm. every year Mike Tice coach, they won nine games one year with Mike Tice as the coach. That's... At least six more than Mike Tice deserved to win at any point. I wonder if Mike Tice ever vocally in like a meeting with like his thank you with like his direct report guys or the whole team just stopped and was like, guys, hold on, can you believe I'm the head coach? <laughs> Is this insane? <laughs> Let's this back old, up for just guys, a second. Just so you know, I'm aware I'm this not, will never happen again. I'm not the line coach. I shouldn't be. I'm not even the offensive coordinator. No, I am the head coach. This, of this feels football like team. a mistake. No one else is in charge but me. I just cashed my check. It went through. Uh, I don't understand it, guys. This is the weirdest. I have to imagine he was at least sort of thinking that. I think he probably said it out loud every minute of every day. He's he was also the, coach the kind of, the of guy that would say that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's keep moving on. Um, we talked about the Vikings a lot for two people who can't remember anybody's name nor watched the last game. Well, this is a, sim- this is a good uh, transition to my next question. Um, I know you can't see the future, but no, we can see the future. Gonna, do you think that you'll be watching more or less football than last year? 
I think I will be watching almost the exact same amount of football, which is almost none. Almost none. I think I will be watching Vikings games when there are people around. Yep. And that's about it. Let's say um, there are three hours in a football game randomly, right? That's about close. It's close enough. 16 uh, games. 48 hours, yes. Right. And an average sports fan might watch one other game each week. Uh, they've got Thursday night games, right. Sunday night, whatever. So it's 100 hours that a fairly dedicated, not even a super fan, but like a, a decent NFL fan would watch 100 hours right. of football. I'm sure you have spent 100 hours at some time in your life watching football, right? There was a time in which 100 hours a week would not have been <laughs> out enough. of the realm of possibility. Okay. But let's just use 100 as a that's general the rule of thumb. Yep. That's the cutoff for normal fan behavior. Yep. How many hours do you think that you will be watching overall of the NFL this year? My guess is 30. I should keep track of it this year. 30. We should keep track. Yeah. Have standings just with the podcast. Just under two hours a week. Right. You'll watch one half of the Vikings game, and then you're screwing around Sunday night or Monday night, and, oh, it's, I got to right. die on this fantasy team or whatever, and watch another half an hour or an hour. 30. I think... You know, That's a good there, number. There might be like there. a NFL red zone free preview the first week, and yep. oh, I'll watch that. That's interesting. That'll be an hour, right? I think I'll probably watch somewhere around half the games with friends. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty four hours. Yep. So that puts me at twenty five already. Yep. Do we count the Super Bowl? There's three. Yep. So that's twenty. That's twenty eight, and then two other random hours. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound about right to me as well. And I don't, you know, I don't know if I ever want to get to a point, and I, you know, free to change my mind, obviously, um, where I want to be to zero. I just have a hard time with like, hey, we're gonna go to my, uh, you know, my parents' house for a bud's house or whatever to watch the football. To be like, no, yeah, no, I won't be part of that. Here's the thing. How many of those 30 hours do you expect to... I don't know why I keep asking these questions. I know the answer. Um, let's just pretend that you're a normal person. <laughs> yeah, that's a big leap of faith, but all right. Yeah, yeah, I will stipulate for this conversation that I'm a normal person. Yeah, let's pretend. Um, the, the follow-up question to a normal person would be, of those 30 hours that you're going to be watching the NFL, how many of those do you expect to be like emotionally invested and actually care of those 30 will you spend 26 of them casually watching and four of them getting amped up i know for you it's 30 for 30 right just like the tv show says uh you're gonna just but can are you gonna do you think you'll ever be able to get to a point where you're like i don't really care that much no i don't I mean, think i will give a shit about like handball on ESPN yeah that's 3. right so yeah okay no i think not not getting emotionally invested in the Vikings would be like not caring about a member of my family. Mm. Like, oh, well, I mean, I'm my dad's here, but I'm not going to hang out with him. Right. We're just like if my dad was in this bar, I'd be like, no, nope, you stay over there, dad. Yeah, like you see your dad getting into like a fist fight. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. Weird. Dad's fighting again. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're like your loser family member. Right. They're like this absolute fuck up 
every week I got to watch this guy. Right. They're like uh, the the eleven year old nephew, where you don't necessarily want to hang out with him because he just wants to talk about video games. He's got nothing interesting to say. Right. I don't care about Minecraft. I don't care about Fortnite. Fortnite. Yep. But he's family, so you ask him like, "Ah, oh, what have you? I want to say built lately. Yeah. If it's built. Minecraft uh, or exploded. if it's Fortnite, what have you? Who have you killed? Fought." How long have How you stayed your, alive? I think there's a survival. Are you mechanism. are you are you doing a lot of good things with guns? Good. Is That's that what question. Fortnite is about? Yeah. Doing is your son old enough guns. to play Fortnite or Minecraft? Oh, yeah. Yep. He's is a, that what they're like? Uh, Fortnite is shooting and Minecraft is building, right? I believe yes. Again, Wade, do not fact check this. Fortnite is about staying alive in a competition. It's some sort of weird like. Hunger Games scenario. All right, so where you Fortnite dropped, is hide and go seek. Into a world, and you just don't want to be killed. All right. Uh, so it's Hunger Games slash hide and go seek, and Minecraft. I keep wanting to say Minesweeper. It's not Minesweeper. So old. <laughs> Minesweeper is you got to start in the corners, right? Right. Uh, no, Minecraft is yes, it's building things. But Jones loves. Um, well, to him, Fortnite is bonding with his cousin. So they'll both get on Fortnite at the same time and play together, which right. they love, and it's great. And then Minecraft, what he prefers to do is watch YouTube videos of, of other people playing Minecraft. Because he's not good enough to do that yet. has to be about as enjoyable as actually playing Minecraft. I mean, I have to assume they get, like, multi-million views. Really? So, yeah. Okay, so... Um, Okay, let's so take a, let's take a pause here for a second. Can we pause, or are you just gonna? Yeah, I don't know how to pause. But well, maybe uh, you can just carry it for a half hour. Yeah, I guess so. Are you gonna be running to the bathroom? Yeah, oh yeah, happening? that's what's Hold happening on. here. We're gonna try to pause, and if not, I'll just be um, vamping. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're back. Let's hope to God that first half recorded. You don't know. We don't know. We don't it could know have happened. Know. Here's I the just... question. Here's, I want to ask you sort of a follow-up question to what you were asking me about the NFL. Uh-huh. So the NFL overall whether it comes to media coverage or fan interest, despite whatever else is happening with dips in popularity, it's roughly as popular as every other sport put together. Uh-huh. You are not as into football as maybe you once were. You never were as into football as huge NFL fans. So here's my question. Have you reached the point where you are starting to feel like 
either you're missing out or you're a bad sports fan for not caring about the NFL? Well, it's similar to what I was just saying of, like, I don't ever want to get down to, right now at least, like zero hours watched. I want to be able to be conversant. Right. I think it's an important thing as a dude in America who has a football fan, family members and friends and coworkers, and I'm already a hipster doofus, that like being able to know enough about the sport is important to me to bond with people and to not be like a right. totally alienating. I'm already close enough to being an alienating person. I don't want to do any more damage <laughs> right. in that regard. Um, this is your concession to normality is what you're saying. Yeah, that and uh, when I go to um, uh, small town bars, I wear a Twins hat. Those are my two rules. Yep. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I always want to pay a, a little bit of attention to it. Um, but I don't ever feel like a bad fan necessarily. It's just so hard. Here's the thing. I can see myself watching more football this year just because the interesting part of, parts of football to me are, like, good quarterbacks, interesting quarterbacks. They have the ball in their hands so often. Like, And now if you think about this year, there's um, – Baker Mayfield, he might not play, but there's a new young guy for Cleveland. Yep. There's Sam Darnold. I think that's how you say his name for the Jets. Uh, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Uh, there's Josh Rosen, another new young quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, another. Um, it's like half of the, not half, but. Is Deshaun Watson back this year? Deshaun Watson's going to be back. If you look through the names, a full third of the teams are going to have a young guy that I'm like, shit, I want to see if this guy's any good or not. Right. So I can see watching it more for that reason. But the new helmet rule, I go back and forth on. I can see watching it more because so many teams are going to be scared off so quickly that it, it turns turns into like so much offense. Like It's unbelievable how much, you know, because they can't tackle correctly and they can't the middle will just be wide open for guys to just run free, and it'll be awesome. But I can also see it being so insane that it adds to the ledger of the other side of, like, this sport has lost its way so badly that I can barely even watch it with a straight face anymore. I mean, it is fucking insane. The catch rule and all of the hold. I mean, whatever. It's Even if you cared about sports and just love, like, athleticism in general, that's not the NFL anymore, really. I feel like this, everybody's complaining about the tackle rules, and with good reason, they're absolutely impossible to understand. Uh-huh. But I feel like this kind of thing happens a lot in sports, and what always happens is when the games start counting, everyone's like, eh, we're not going to call that so Maybe. much. Maybe, yep, yep, it's like possible. In the, in the 70s one year in baseball, in spring training, they decided they were going to start enforcing the Bach rules to the letter of the law. And among the things they did was they put a line on the mound that was at a 45-degree angle to the pitching rubber and said, when you throw to first base, your foot has to land on the first base side of this. And what they discovered by doing this was that every pitcher was balking every time he threw over to first base. Yeah, And... So there were 450,000 bucks called during that spring training. 
And by the end of the year, they're like, we can't, we literally can't do this during the year. Right. So they decided, uh, we're going to, we can't actually do that during the year because it penalizes guys if they stand on the side of the rubber, which doesn't make any sense. And also nobody did that. But they had to do something because you couldn't change how everybody threw to first and they weren't going to have it be like that. Right. The same is kind of true in hockey. Just about every year there's some point of emphasis that the NHL comes out with, whether it's clutching and grabbing or slashing or whatever, and there's a lot of penalties called at the start of the season, even into the regular season, and by December everyone's like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to ruin the game just so that we can call this point of emphasis. Right. And I feel like the same thing will happen with the NFL, where they say, we're going to... We're going to let people tackle still. We're just going to try not to do everything. Where is the? Where does this all end is what I'm curious about. I think it ends like this, where you don't know what is a legal tackle ever again. But I don't know if that's an end, though. To me, it's like, here's the point that I think they're trying to say is, like, you can't use your head in any capacity playing football anymore. You can't use it to block. You can't use it to tackle. You can't use it to get away from a tackle. You cannot use your helmet in any regard anymore. Okay. And I think, and I think that's fair. They go, you know what? There's so the- many fucking head injuries. You cannot purposely use your head. And if you do it at all, and maybe they'll figure out, like, well, it's just going to be a five-yard penalty for whatever anymore. You just can't. You can't even accidentally. And it happens all the time in lots of different sports. Accidental shit you get called for, and you go, well, I didn't mean to. They go, well, it doesn't matter. But here's the the thing. Anybody who has played football at any level knows that you end up using your head on every play. Okay, so that was going to be my next point of, like, the the exact argument against it is, well, then stop giving me this amazing helmet (laughs) that allows me to, I don't know what to do about it. So then what is the end state after that? Is it you give them now just the Wayne Gretzky Jofa helmets and have them go at it and say, hey, this is going to help you in case you, like, accidentally bonk heads but you're not you would never as a hockey player ever use your helmet to bash into right and the the trade-off here is not a good one because as as you know i I watch every sport and i also watch a lot of rugby is which is a sport that's played a lot like football that does not have helmets yep and it's true that you use your head less for tackling for hitting etc in rugby because you don't have a helmet on it. Uh-huh. And so it's easy to look at football and say, all right, how about we just don't have helmets? Then you can't use your helmet. Get the old leatherhead. And that's fine, except pretty often in rugby, someone will get kicked in the head or kneed in the head, and they will fracture their skull. Uh-huh. And that. that's the trade-off that you have right there. You, you might have less hitting with your head, but you're also going to have skull fractures. And I don't think that's a trade-off that America is ready to make with football. And I don't think there's a way to possibly thread that needle where you go, okay, not the giant helmets they have now, not the no helmets, something in between that, you know, again, can maybe be a half measure. I don't think that's ever going to work. Right. Unless you fundamentally change the fact that football, and they've talked about it a lot too of like, and maybe rugby, it, this is not a good example, and you know better than me because I don't really know anything about rugby. They go, well, there's violence in lots of sports. But violent, uh, violence is not necessary in other sports. 
it is necessary. The whole point of football, they should actually, it should be named tackle ball. Because yeah. That's the whole point of it. The point of it is tackling, right? If you immediately, if there was a ton of head injuries in hockey, and they said, you know what? No more checking, right? Uh, you'd be, get a lot of pissing and moaning, and I totally yep. understand that. But the fundamentals of the game, 90% of it would probably be the same, right? You'd still get a lot of passing and shooting and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, there would be a lot be, more running into you, somebody with your skates rather than your body. A little bit, right? I mean. But it's not like the game fundamentally changes. If they say no more tackling in football, what is it? It's you literally, it's not football anymore. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm not. I'm not no saying that. In soccer, for example, right? Like, right. okay, that sucks. It makes the game more fun if they're allowed to. But okay, fine. Yeah. It'll still be a fun sport. They just can't get away from it in football. And I don't really know. That's what I'm trying to think through. Like, when you see these like little changes year after year after year, you're like, well, there's an end game somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Right. And I don't know whether it's rugby or I don't know whether it's UFC where you accept that. All right. This is ultimate fighting. Somebody might fracture your yeah. eye socket. Couple fracture your cheek. Yeah, Everyone's it's going to be it's going to be awful and brutal. Yeah. But that's the way it is. And if you are watching it, then you accept that this is possible. Nobody watches UFC and is like, "Oh, I'm I'm not okay with this uh, with the head injuries Stop in UFC." Each other. They're they're going <laughs> to punch each. They're going to kick each other in the head. They're going to punch right. each other in the face. Yeah. Some referee is going to have to dive on a guy to keep him from killing someone. That's what UFC is. And at some point, football could end up there where you're like, all right, this is a violent, bloodthirsty sport in which people are maimed for life. If you're okay with that, then you can still watch football. If you're not okay with that, then don't watch football. My guess is the powers that be in the NFL will never let that happen, ever, ever, ever. Well, they're never going to, overt- they're never going to overtly say... Yes, this sport is hurting everyone who plays it and shortening their lives. You have to accept that as part of the contract of being a football fan. Right. That's never going to happen. I'm saying all the actions they've done so far every year, even if they're wrong, there's every year a new rule for safety. Right. Um, And again, they may all be um, ineffective, but they are very clearly signaling over and over and over again, we are not going to let us become boxing. Or whatever else. Yeah. But I just don't know what else they're going to do or how else they're going to do it. Yeah, and it's sometimes you say that and you think, well, it'll be fascinating to see what they do to try to change it. With football, it will not be fascinating to see. No. It will be awful. It will be done entirely for public relations and not for actual player safety. It'll take years and years and years. And somehow it's going to be a referendum on America as a whole at every step of the way. It's going to be awful, and it's uh, not going to be fun. No handoffs and uh, no offensive linemen. Okay. I mean. Just just bombs. Just throw, those are fun. They're fun to watch. <laughs> I, maybe. They don't bonk heads very often when they're, hit, when they're throwing Yeah, maybe bombs. rugby, but you can throw the ball forward. Here we go. How about this? You can throw the ball forward twice. Ooh. Right? Why not three times? Maybe. Maybe. How about as many times as you want? Becomes ultimate frisbee, um, or ultimate is what I call it. Yeah, ultimate is ultimate. All right. I mean, it's a pretty chill sport. It is so chill. All right, let's move on. We're talking way too much. Um, well, it is a podcast. It's going to be hard to do it without talking. That is so. Although true. it would be a fairly Minnesotan podcast if we just sat quietly for an hour. Uh huh. 
Like, uh, so how's right. uh, how's the family? We record how's your uncle eating a meal. Yeah, yeah. Just quietly, no never topics. making eye contact yeah, at any it. point. Right. The mid, the most Midwestern podcast of all time. Could try it someday. We do the podcast where we're not actually we're we're actually standing back to back talking yeah, yeah. to each other because we can't bear the personal contact to right. actually look at each other. How's the meal? It's good. Pretty good. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about the Minnesota Twins. Do you have anything to get off your chest? I have nothing to say about the Twins. Um, another, uh, they have an they have an increasing number of guys who are named after waterfowl or other physical features of the universe. Is that true? They have a guy named Cave. They had a guy named Field. Oh yeah. They had a guy right. named Drake. Yeah. I I think that's the entirety of my Twins opinions. It's good. I got nothing else. They're. An awful, rotten, garbage team. Uh, Twitter uh, Twitter friend Matt, Chicken Fingers Matt, asked about the uh, upcoming replacement for Burt Blylevin. Chicken Fingers Matt? No, Is that what you said? Chicken Wings. Sorry. Chicken Wings Matt. Matt who likes Chicken Wings. Matt who likes Chicken Wings. Yep. It's not his actual handle, but Matt. It's our good friend Matt. You yeah. Um, he asked about a potential replacement for Burt Blylevin. I have to ask you, Jonathan. Is he retiring? <laughs> Uh, that was actually going to be my question to you, so <laughs> this is true. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Burt Blylevin retired in 2005 from broadcasting. He's just been continually given a microphone, much like ourselves. Coasting. But he's and, an actual professional. We're just... Well, we don't know that for sure. Professional. Maybe he's just waiting for that stamps.com to ch- check to come in. He been yeah. paid since he started, just like us. We have no information about that. Okay, that's possible. You're I right. don't know. I I always got the sense that Dick Bramer and Burt Blylevin haven't actually gotten along since no. 1996. No. Nope. Like, they genuinely hate each other. So it might be different to see what it would be like to have two announcers that didn't hate each other at all times. And it's such a cliched fan thing to say that I, I understand it, but of, like, anybody could do this job. But every other guy that does it is fine. Yeah, they're, they're all good. All really good. Roy Smalley, good. Roy Tory Hunter, good. good. Yeah. Tom Kelly, the best. Latroy Hawkins was up there once in a while. He's yeah. great. They're all good. Yep. So just pick someone else, and that's like a myth too. I think if so many of like the old school baseball guys of like, oh, it seems really easy or whatever, and it's like, no, well, I think we're pretty clear now. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And everyone who does it is good at it. Is it? And I'm on record as saying the best possible thing and the thing that I do whenever possible is to watch it with only the sounds of the ballpark and no actual announcers. Yeah. We may have talked about exactly this, but I'm going to repeat myself Uh if I did. There was an article not too long ago about a game in the 80s that NBC broadcast without announcers just to try it. And the general tone of the article was like, well... It didn't really work. But they presented no evidence whatsoever that it didn't work. And, in fact, if you talk to almost anyone, they'd be like, that was amazing. Right. I just watched a football game the whole time without any idiots, without Troy Aikman saying ridiculous things, without Phil Simms saying nonsense things the whole game. And baseball, whatever you think about football announcers, baseball is far more like that. Oh. Once you watch a baseball game on MLB.tv without announcers, 
you can never go back. Really? It's I've like flying it. in first class on an airplane. <laughs> you can't go back ever again. I'm yes, good. We're Thank, doing you. Thank you. It's before I knew about that feature, I I think I was pretty far along in hating announcers. I complain about announcers a lot in yeah. every sport. Yeah. But now I feel like they're actually a personal insult directed at me, the viewer, that have been foisted upon me. They're interrupting your by, experience. Yes. It's like if you were sitting at a baseball game and in, in your perfect world, you're just sitting in these great seats watching the game and then... Uh, Burt Blylevin is sitting in the row behind you, and he leans forward every <laughs> single pitch. And he will not shut up. He really dropped up. the head of the barrel on that. And you are not even able, in this scenario, you can't say yeah. anything you back can't to leave. Burt You're Blylevin. handcuffed to your chair. You have nothing to do. Uh, you, are, you don't have the ability to speak. And he just continues to lean forward every single. Hey, uh, did you know that there is someone in right field with a birthday today? Let's say look over into right field and uh, say happy birthday to Jeannie. And all you want to say is like, shut up, shut up, get away from me, get away from me. So in your, And your in other your option, scenario, you have the only other option you have is you have a blindfold and one earplug. And you can put your blindfold on and put your one earplug in and turn the other way. And there's Dan Gladden sitting there <laughs> not telling you what's happening in the Which game. It's all so bad. That's but also I, terrible. What, the way that these guys think of it in uh, in their executive whatever uh, meetings and conversations is in this same scenario, Burt Blylevin is the person in the row in front of you, and you're in the row behind him, and everything he says, they assume that you as a fan are leaning forward and listen to him. You know, what's he saying now? Well, he really dropped the barrel yeah. of the bat on that. Boy, you know, he wow, this is so great. I'm going to lean forward. Every single pitch and hear what he says. I wonder your point of view, how shared it is by fans, by casual fans. If they are the row in front with him interrupting, or are they the row in back when they're leaning forward and going, I really got to know. Because we watch him so much. I mean, we could probably take a quiz of like, Pick out the 50 things that are most common that Burt Blylevin says out of these 500 things. We'd, we'd both ace it. We yeah. would know exactly. He says this all the time. He says this all the time. Whatever. I wonder if there's just data or whatever from there, whatever, of like people don't watch it that much. They don't find him repetitive and not helping. And maybe we're just snobs. I, Is it possible? I think it's that po- they it's, need it's to try some stuff. Me, like you are, you are very into testing stuff. Like... A, B testing and all uh, that kind of thing where you need true. to understand what works yeah. and what doesn't work. Uh-huh. They need to start collecting that kind of thing with baseball to say, all right, what if we only have one guy? He'll do play-by-play, but in between, he'll just shut up. Yeah. Or they'll say, what if we have no announcers? What if all we do is put some words on the screen to describe what's happened and have no announcers whatsoever? Right. I think the the perfect, I, I again, I... Sorry to keep going back to this analogy. It might not make as much sense in your head to my head, but legitimately sitting in a game, there's a difference between leaning forward and listening to the people in front of you and someone leaning into your space or whatever. What they should do is test a time when uh, that's just the person next to you, and they're a very smart person. How often as a casual fan would you want him to lean over and say something to you? 
that would be a really fun test. Right. Where maybe every five pitches, they go, you know what's interesting is uh, is um, Joe Maurer, weirdly, is like 16 for 33 off this pitcher. He just owns him and then leans back away. Yeah. Go, oh, that's, huh. that's interesting. Yeah. Or instead of saying anything, you could just put that on the screen. Or that. That would be just but fine. But leaning forward to go, it's uh, 67 degrees at game time. You might go, hey, can you get the fuck out of my space? I right. don't want to hear you say that to Let's me. Let's approach this as follows. If you say anything to me, yep. you have to give me a dollar every time you say something to me. <laughs> and it's coming out of your pocket. That's not a network budget. Okay. You have to pay me a dollar to talk to me. Now, what will you say to me during this game? Well, that's What is so important to communicate that you have to actually pay me to hear it? That's the bar I want to clear when right. it comes to television announcers of almost any sport. Yeah. I just I find it hard to, to separate myself from the casual fan because you're right. I don't know if I remember a time when I've been like, I'm so happy this person is in the booth. Even when they're s- supposedly smart people, like people went apeshit of like Tony Romo, of like, well, these uh, linebackers are positioned in this way, and that means they're expecting a slant or whatever the fuck. That was interesting for, that, I don't know, one that play. That was fun and useful, and I was like, this is it's cool. Like, okay. But also, shut the hell up, Tony. I don't, I don't know, man. I, not, I mean, it's good for him. Yeah. I, I, I think that he's smart now. It was fun to see it in the cut-up version where it's like one and a half minutes, 90 seconds of Tony Romo calling out plays before they happened. But I wasn't watching that football game. Had I been watching that game, I would have been like, shut up. I don't care if you know what play is coming. That doesn't provide me anything in the one and a half seconds that you have to say this before the snap comes. You can tell me what play is coming. That's great, and you look like a genius, but it's not actually adding to my enjoyment of the game right, at I don't all. Know why I would actually, that would make me enjoy the game more. I, I'm just confused at why that's. If you say, if you say something after the play, like, well, they are dropping the linebackers back because they are doing this and not doing this to explain what they're doing. Right. Now, that's illuminating. I okay. would handle sure. that, but. About half of 1% of color commentary is something like that. Yeah. And the other 99.5% is somebody saying, well, he just didn't he just didn't throw the ball as far as he wanted to on that play. Well, thank you for sharing. Right. I appreciate your paycheck that you're drawing here by not staying quiet for the whole game. Imagine leaning to the, to the dude next to you at a football game and just like, well, that was a really great corner blitz by Xavier Rhodes. He got to the quarterback uh, unabated and uh, and just sacked him. He'd be like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I was I'm here watching the game. I'm not What's blind. With you, why are you telling me this? Right. Hmm. Okay. Here's some other quick hits on baseball <laughs> I want to talk about. All right. Um, I've decided, John. I'm all in on the Oakland A's. Really? You want to join me? Why the Oakland A's? Well, here's the thing. Um, it's like Lucy holding a football for <laughs> Charlie Brown. When Moneyball came out in, what, 2002 or 2005 or whatever it was, right. it was, and I'm one of those dorks, it was not life-changing but sports life-changing of like, holy shit, there's so much more going on to this. It's very fun. 
and I've just been like in their camp uh, ever since. And all those guys are gone. Some of them are probably dead, for all I know. It's been many years. Uh, but the Oakland A's are still, as far as I know, which we've established is not much, they're still kind of the ruffian, you know, they're a bunch of... It's kind of a garbage franchise. It's a garbage franchise. It like, always has been. It yeah. probably always will be. Their stadium fills up with poop sometimes. They are in the same city as the fucking Golden State Warriors. Right. And they're still outcasts. Uh, I assume their organization, or their roster at least, is a bunch of cast-offs and hippies, commies. <laughs> Uh, and, and a like, statistically inevitable number of cast-off hippie commies. Of course. And uh, a bunch of prospects from prior good trades or whatever. I just have no reason to to change my opinion of the A's. They do this every, you know, every three years. They're really good. And this is one of those years. Last I saw, they were as just as good as Houston. They're like five games, out of, or five games ahead of the Mariners. And even though you and I, we have established we both love Seattle, I'm not a fan of the of the Mariners. I don't like when teams have a negative run differential, but are like 22. <laughs> I was going to say the Mariners are amazing this year because they have like the worst run differential yeah. in the majors, like worse than the Marlins. And the only reason, and somehow I don't, they're still competing yeah. for the playoffs. If that was your team, you'd love that. Oh my God, they just come. They back know kids, how to whatever. win. Uh, but if they're not your team, you hate those teams because it's like fuck you guys. You can't have that much good luck. That's not fair. So I want the A's very badly. Um, and uh, so I want you to join me. Will you join me? Uh, I've got my own teams, and they're all going in the toilet. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, sure. One of them is the Mariners because, as you mentioned, we both love Seattle. Established. Yep. And when it, when it become, became clear in about, we'll say mid-June, that the Twins weren't going anywhere, and the Mariners were at that time, I think, leading the AL West. Yeah. It was. I was excited because I thought, well, here come the Mariners. Here come. This the is going to be fun. I I have the Twins. The Twins aren't doing anything, but the Mariners will be fun. Yep. And since then, I think they've probably lost ten games to the Astros in the standings <laughs> and yeah. twenty five games to the Athletics in the standings. Sounds right. So it has been. It's been a rough year for us Mariners fans mm-hmm. as well. Sorry. And then the other team because. I one of one of our family friends is lives in DC and has gotten way into the Nationals. Oh no. Was the Nationals and they have been absolutely terrible this year. Yeah. Somehow they fired Dusty Baker and got way way worse, which doesn't seem possible because I think Dusty Baker like Ron Gardenhire is one of those guys that everyone who is an online baseball fan kind of hates. Yeah. Like, there's no reason this team should ever be this good, and this guy is a terrible manager, and what is he even talking about with throwing the living fire out of the ball and going out there and competing? Yet, somehow, through whatever magic there is, their teams are always 20 games better than they should be. Right. It's not anything that they seem to do tactically or on the field or decisions they make. Somehow their teams just tend to win. I don't know what the thing is. I don't know. I mean, the Tigers this year should have won four games so far this year. They should be four and 125. Right. So the fact that they've won 53 of those or whatever they've won is astonishing. Ron Gardner should be manager of the year. first year, right? Yeah. Right. And Dusty Baker, they fired Dusty Baker and is like, finally... 
The Nationals are going to get over the hump in the playoffs. That didn't happen at all. And they've been absolutely terrible. Right. So those have been, when it became clear that the Twins were nothing, I really got all in on the Mariners and the Nationals, and it's been just another level of disappointment that has gone with baseball. can't believe you chose those. Well, the Nationals were supposed to be good, right? The Nationals were supposed to be good. They have an amazing pitching staff. Every one of their players, you're like, that guy is good. And somehow they lose every game 12-2. to Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about, which is similar to this, is at the start of the year, the big complaint with Major League Baseball, one was collusion, um, and the, but the second one was really about how predictable this season was going to be. And I would say, as of now, I could be um, not thinking straight, which happens. Um, <laughs> the A's are a surprise. They are. Um, I think people thought they'd be competent, I, I assume, but not 20 games above 500. Right. The A's generally win... 79 or 80 games every single year. Yep, so I think they were like, I don't, I don't think this is like unbelievably shocking. They're not going to like write a movie about this A's team, but you know, they're better than people thought. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, the, the American League is by and large what we thought it'd be. Yep. Uh, the National League, the Dodgers, we thought were going to be way more dominant, but they're very good. Uh, and I mean, the Nationals are really the only other surprise right of like oh we thought they'd be better and they're not the brewers well i I mean the national league has genuine pennant races in every division right so at least they have that going like there's three good teams in the west people thought they'd be walking away with what what do people assume cubs everybody assumed yeah cubs nationals dodgers and then it didn't matter but the cubs are still leading the central but the brewers are right there the cardinals even after they fired matheny are right back in the thick of things. Uh-huh. The West, I think it's just about three teams tied for the lead. Yep. In the East, you know, the Nationals are terrible, but somehow the Braves and the Phillies are still good. Right. Yeah. And so the National League is really providing 100% of the interest in baseball in that September. And like, how many, it's not even interesting because it sucks, but like, how many games can the Red Sox win? They're on pace for like 115 or something. Yeah, I. Maybe not quite that, 109 or whatever it is. It's but. a little difficult in the American League because what I want is for the Red Sox to win 124 games or whatever and then get swept in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's important to so me. So good. But the team that's doing the sweeping could be the Yankees, not interested. Nope. Could be the Indians. Not interested. Could be the Astros, slightly interested. I feel like the Astros are the highest card in that hand, but it's like a four of clubs. In terms of, of your happiness? In terms of my happiness. Right, okay. The Astros, I guess, are fun and exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of... I mean, certainly better than the... Fun players the who seem like they're fun people that... To me, are it's interesting like to watch. Obvious A's number one. Yep. Obvious Astros number two. <laughs> I have a follow up question after okay. after this. A's, Astros, Indians, Red Sox, Yankees. That's even weird to say out loud. Like yeah, like uh, it's got to be the Yankees. Given a choice like between the Red men, Sox and the Yankees, you have to, to take the Red Sox. Red Sox but you're not happy about it. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Okay, what was your follow-up My question? follow-up question is this. Name five Oakland Athletics. Go. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Tim well, Hudson? No, that's well, not I right. I certainly know Chris Davis. Yep. He's a really good player. Spelled how? K. That's correct. That's correct. 
Uh, Not the I, Orioles, Chris Davis. And I certainly know Matt Chapman. Okay. He's a really good third baseman. That's two. Marcus Semyon. I think is he their shortstop or second baseman? That sounds plausible. Um, and I do know there's a guy named, I think his name is Blake Trinan or Trinan. All right. I've only read his name. Okay. I never actually heard it said out loud. What I think is cool about him is that he wasn't recruited out of high school. Uh, he went to South Dakota State University. All right. And has just Jack continued Rabbits. to go Jackrabbits. Has continued to just work and work and work and work. And now he throws like 100 miles an hour. Right. So those are the four guys That's four. that I know. Um, you could name, there's like a bunch of other names running through my head that I'm embarrassed to say if they still play for them or not. Kurt Suzuki, not correct. Okay. Um, um, so those are the names of the guys that I care about. Right. Uh, Kendall Graveman. Here's the thing I need you to understand, Brandon. You don't actually I have no you idea what the correct the answer is. The first three guys you mentioned, I was right there with you. Yep. And it's only when we talk about something like this that I realize how much West Coast bias is a like anti West Coast bias is a real thing and is affected by the fact that their game started at nine o'clock and it's like I haven't seen Mike Trout play the fourth inning of a baseball game for years. No clue. It's like no clue. I watching a West Coast game into the yeah. seventh inning, like at eleven p.m. Are you joking? I feel like I could very easily convince you that Sonny Gray was still on the A's. You, <laughs> the best part of that whole recitation was you could have probably convinced me that Scott Hatterberg was still on the A's. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a Disney dinner. <laughs> oh, is that is that true? I, I, I believe you. Uh, so some other some other names. Stephen Piscotti, he's a um, good dude with, who was on the Cardinals for a while. Yep. Um, Whose name makes me think of the ad for some motor oil with viscosity and thermal breakdown. You remember that from the eighties? Viscosity. Yep. Stephen Piscotti and thermal breakdown. This is apparently the Chris Berman part of the podcast, you and it's not good. Remember uh, Jonathan Lucroy? I do remember Jonathan Lucroy. Bad now. You remember Jed Lowry, who's been on the team for a million I do. years. Jed Lowry has been Oakland's second baseman slash shortstop slash third baseman slash outfielder slash general manager for the last ten years. Yes, exactly. Uh, you also remember. Um, the starting pitcher by the name of Edwin Jackson, who's played on, like, 19 teams. Edwin Jackson is still playing Edwin baseball? Jackson is still a major leaguer. And you know for a fact one of their relief pitchers. I'm going to do a signal with my hand, and then you're going to remember who he is. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they traded him there. Yeah. Go to, for, for the record, you, you all know what Brandon just did with his hands. He's you know Fernando Rodney shooting an arrow over the scoreboard. So I'm all in on those guys. I was actually, as a diehard Mariners fan, I was actually real excited when they traded Fernando Rodney to the Athletics. Like, all right, that's going to give that's going to give my guys a chance. Uh, we're okay, yeah. Feels good. Thanks. Um, so here's my other team, the Dodgers. Why the Dodgers? My, Vin Scully's not there anymore. One of my best pals is a Doyers fan. That's what we call him. And uh, it's one of those teams where, like, I like what they've done. Obviously, the front office is not a bunch of jackasses who are idiots or cheapskates or racists or whatever the other owners are in most other sports. These guys give a shit. 
So I will give them a little bit of credit for that. Right. Uh, and they've been, it's another one of those teams, too, where, like, just win one, and then I can start cheering against you again, just like with the Red Sox. Right. Like, I'm sick of hearing all this bullshit about, you guys have been so close for years, blah, blah, blah. Just win one, and then I can go back to yep. hating you. Then the hatred so, can come yeah. out again. Kind of like the Cubs, although it's not exactly. I still like the Cubs. they got some pretty fun players, but. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so let's do some quick hitters because we're about out of time. We have had so many things. Uh, the other question I had for you um, was uh, other Matt. I forget who this one is. I may have been wrong about Not the first Matt. Chicken mat. Fingers Matt. I think maybe this is Chicken Wings Matt, and the other one was a different Matt. I'm sorry. Um, one of them wants to know about the Minnesota Wild and how furious we should be about their moves and roster so far. Well, they haven't really done anything, so... It depends on how furious you are at watching the Wild lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Because that's where they're headed. They're going right. to get the third seed or possibly a wild card. They're going to be probably they're yeah, going to lose yeah. that first round playoff series in five games. And it, it depends on how furious you feel about that. I, I feel like there's sort, of a, there's sort of a revisionist thing going on where there's people who are like, you should appreciate that the Wild are making the playoffs every year, and they've made it six years in a row. That's better than every other team in town. The Timberwolves make the playoffs once a decade. The Vikings either break your heart or win four games. Gopher football hasn't made any sort of playoff in 112 years. Yes. So there is something to be said for consistent competitiveness. Okay. But at the same time, at no point during... That entire six years, if you looked at the Wild and said, this is a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. This is a team that has the combination of top-end talent and luck and good vibes that is really going to make a run for a title. Every year it's been like, well, they might win a series, but they just don't have the horses. And every year, they maybe won a series but don't have the horses. And that's going to be true next spring the same way as it's going to be every other year. Maybe they'll miss the playoffs. I mean, maybe they'll pull a a Minnesota Lynx, and this will be the year where all of the spinning plates fall on their heads at the same time. So it's not so much we should be furious. We should just be resigned. It's a little bit of resignation. Like, here we go. They're going to win 42 games and get 20 other games where they get a tie or a loser point and god i feel like i would take that for the wolves so yeah. hard that's the thing they're fun to watch even when they're terrible or basketball's fun to watch so it's like when your right, team yeah. is terrible you look at a team like the wild and you're like man that would be awesome a couple playoff they games are competitive a year, they every year party. and then when oh, it yeah. happens it's like this is terrible yeah i don't uh man it's like your team. I believe you. I just can't. Your wait. college football team makes a bowl game every year, but it's the Little Caesars Bowl in Detroit. Sure. You're, uh, the first year, it's like, wow, they made a bowl game. Second year, it's like, I, eh. Third year, it's like, I hate this. This is awful. I don't want to watch them win three conference games every year from now until they. I would every rather them lose year. every game they play than another season of this. And I, I think. The Wild are coming up to that. Uh, maybe they'll somehow put it all together, but right. they have no amazing high-end young talent coming through. Yep. They have the same cast of characters. Maybe this year they'll all be healthy. Maybe Devin Dubnik will 
have another good year. He's been one of the best goaltenders in the league, so that has kept them in it. There have right. been a number of there have been a number of NHL teams that have been ruined by terrible goaltending, mm-hmm. and that hasn't happened to the Wild. Right. So maybe they'll have it, get another good season from him. They'll get solid, uninjured years from a lot of guys, and they'll be fine again. Yeah. Or maybe this is the year that everything goes terribly. But it's hard to, it's hard to be furious about that. Fair enough. Okay, we've got a lot of other topics, but we're not going to be able to get to them tonight. So we're going to try to record another one very soon. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, otherwise, John, a real pleasure. It's it, it's good. It's good to be out of the house. It really is. And now we have to. Actually <laughs> we go went to a bar. It was happy hour the Other whole time we were here. Are near us that are adults. Yeah, they're so only cool. some of them are looking at us like right. we have they are, for sure. We have stuff on our faces because we're doing a podcast yep. in a bar. All right. We'll uh, see you guys soon. Thanks. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 